As a nurse, the one thing you don't do is stand still. You're always going, doing, helping, thinking, solving, saving. Your nursing career shouldn't stand still either. Post University can help you move it forward from RN to BSN, from BSN to MSN, even from MSN to DNP. Learn more about our accredited programs at post.edu. Start taking steps toward an advanced degree. Apply now to Post University. Post makes it personal. From the mountains of central British Columbia to you listening around the world, this, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news, wire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. A power show of information tonight as Dr. Bob McGuire, a.k.a. Science Bob around these parts, has a bunch of news regarding the latest UFO hot topics, including the resignation of Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick of Arrow. Then in hour number three, we're going to bring you Steve Stockton from Among the Missing. Right after that, it's the UFO Report. It is that time of the month where we bring in Dr. Bob McGuire, also known as Science Bob around these parts, to forget about the woo, but concentrate more on the who, what, where, when, why, and how. Science Bob, as he's known around these parts, has been in the UFO game since 2020. He has become one of the big fixtures of knowledge that can mix the science, the governmental side, and the high strangeness all together. This is why we love him around here. Dr. Bob McGuire, thank you for coming on in on Spaced Out Radio. How you doing? Well, I got the woo all behind me, Dave, and I'm ready to talk some real stuff. I just love this Halloween background so much I couldn't get rid of it. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. If our radio audience could see, it still looks spooky behind you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, It's been a little bit strange because I was told by insiders about six, seven months ago that Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, the head of the Arrow program, no friend of disclosure, no friend of anybody in ufology, hater of many ex-government employees, well, we were told that there was a good chance that he was going to be stepping down before the end of the year or in, in between yeah. the next 18 months. It was, it was known months ago. Why is this man, or first off, 
for everybody out there, Bob, who does not know who Sean Kirkpatrick is, maybe give us a little rundown in history of who he is, number one, and number two, why he's so despised. Well, he has a, he has a, a PhD in mechanical engineering, and he worked for SAIC, and they needed somebody with his connections, clearances, experiences to come and head up this office and um, he was influenced by multiple people. I think those who were in the legacy programs to come and take this job. He set up an advisory board, brought NASA under their umbrella and set up an advisory board over there with Bill Nelson. And it has, it has gatekeepers on both these advisory panels to keep them away from certain things. For example, FOIA request to to DOD has gotten a flat refusal to tell who is on the Arrow Advisory Board. So I think those are the people that are pulling the strings. Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense, is no fan of disclosure. Disclosure is absolutely opposed. So there's just... Fighting back going on to disclosure, but uh, we're getting we're getting closer, but it's no guarantee to pass this Schumer Amendment version of the National Defense Authorization Act, which really does bring things back under control to a large extent. There's always going to be pushback, and the danger of this little committee that's supposed to be set up by both parties, but work for the president is that they can keep stuff classified forever. Uh, so uh, it's just it's kind of rough. Anyway, so Kirkpatrick came into the office telling people he wanted to leave before the end of 2024. So before anybody knew his name, he had given them a deadline. And I know several people, including one really good friend, who was offered that job, and so far as I am told, and I'm not as connected as I once was, but I still got friends, everyone approached has rejected a job because it's a piece of crap. What makes him such that piece of crap, as you say? What makes him such a a divided, loathing uh, person within the governmental community? I don't know, but everyone in his office hates him. I mean, they literally despise him. He's hard to work for. Okay, so... And, and in fact, let, me, let me give you one other example. David Grush was universally liked by everyone who'd met him. And Sean Kirkpatrick told five or six lies about Grush in the past month. It's just... I, I just don't get, I don't, I think he works for the legacy programs as their servant or in, involved. Okay. So we have, uh, we have him, um, we have him right now. Uh, stepping down. We have him as a hated object as a hated person in his position. We also know that he has ties to NASA. We also know that Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick has ties to Enigma Labs and Peter Thiel. 
What I don't understand, Bob, and we're going to get into this a lot tonight because this is an important topic in the UFO world right now. What I don't understand about this is we know Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick knows what's going on with the UFOs. He wrote a an essay slash book with Avi Loeb from Harvard University. So we know he knows this subject is true, hiding behind the acronym UAPs. Yet, he doesn't like David Grush, who is being protected by Peter Thiel's handlers right now, or handlers of Peter Thiel. He doesn't like Lou Elizondo because of who... Elizondo hangs out with, whether it's Stratton, whether it's Mellon, whether it's Lukatsky and others. Okay, so why is this guy burning bridges on one side of a billionaire who controls David Grush and could be employed on the other side by said billionaire with Enigma Labs? I I don't know the motivations. He plays his, his internal motivations. He's played very close to the chest. I don't even know who his confidants are because I'm telling you, the people that work in that office don't like him. The ones I'm told by people I know that are in and around that office. Okay, so the other thing I know is uh, all of the people that David Grush brought to the U.S. intelligence community inspector general who have given protected statements to the inspector general have refused to go and talk to Arrow. And it's just they don't trust Kirkpatrick. Especially after he lied to Senator Gillibrand and to members of Congress about how he had approached Grush to talk and David refused. And we know that is false. We can name dates and times when Grush and Kirkpatrick were in the same room, on the same panels, together in front of Congress and all this other stuff, and Kirkpatrick said he hadn't talked to them in five years. That's just a lie. So is the lie covering up the secret of UFOs or is it covering up something else? Something else that we well, can't uh, understand. What else can it be but the, sec- the, the secrets? Look, there are a lot of people inside DOD that are scared to death that once the door opens, they're all going to be hung and DOD is going to be in bad, bad, bad shape because of all their past transgressions. Mm-hmm. To which they should be concerned, and 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 and, and the 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 um, powerful who want to control this and think they know more than ever. For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Discover the unparalleled beauty of Kanab, Utah, the heart of the parks, 
and the ultimate base camp for your national park adventures. Kanab Utah offers easy access to not one, not two, but three of America's most iconic national parks. Explore the majestic Grand Canyon, hike the stunning trails of Zion, and witness the awe-inspiring landscapes of Bryce Canyon. All just a stone's throw away from Kanab. But Kanab is more than just a gateway. Locals call it the Little Hollywood. It's a charming town with a vibrant community. So whether you're an outdoor enthusiast, a nature lover, or a curious traveler, Kanab welcomes you to make unforgettable memories in the heart of the parks. Plan your journey to Kanab today at visitkanabutah.com. Your gateway to endless adventures starts here. Everyone believes anything you tell the Congress will be in Moscow and Beijing in five minutes after they're told, if not on CNN. They don't trust what they call the temporary uh, elected people. It, it, it is the most clear-cut example of deep state I can think of. I think most of that stuff is conspiracy, but in this case, it's deep state. Is Kirkpatrick deep state, or is he just a puppet? I don't know the answer, but I lean toward puppet. I don't have definitive answers, but I lean toward puppet. How about Susan Go? Would she be the head of the PR department of the Pentagon? Would she be the one helping pull the puppet strings? She she's she's part of it. I mean, when, when he when that office came to be. She'd made an announcement that she was the only clearinghouse for information about what they were doing. Have you ever met Susan Goff? No, I have not. Do you know people who have? Yes, I do. And what's their opinion of her? So uh, I had a reasonably lengthy, you know, few minutes conversation with Ron Pandolfi where he defended her. And uh, I was joined on my side by, I mean, you know, Jack Sarfati is to the right of Genghis Khan, and I'm pretty liberals. And the two of us fought together with Pandolfi about Susan Goff. And so, I, you know, it's just, I, I don't, she is truly trusted by the Secretary of Defense's office and uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff and, She's just doing her job, and she does it. She, here's, she is the absolute master at saying a statement is, that is true that covers up what the answer is to the question she's given. So she will say something is true. For, I'll give you an example. We see no evidence of extraterrestrials operating these vehicles. That's not, that's not the question. The question is, are vehicles flying around here and entering our airspace that are, that are operated by non-humans? I don't care if they're extraterrestrial, ultra-terrestrials, or demons. I want to know if they're not human. And so she avoids answering the question by saying we know of no evidence because that's a true statement. They don't have evidence it's extraterrestrial. She doesn't anyway. 
No, I hear you there. I hear you. And and at what point, though, do we take a look at this Arrow program and and start treating it with any respect? Because it doesn't seem like the Pentagon has much respect for it. Uh, you know, I mean, Kirkpatrick saying that he has completed everything that he has set out to do regarding the ATIP program and being the head of it. Do you buy this? I believe he came in with a, a written plan of what he wanted to accomplish uh, in the, his year before he told him he had to leave to go to his new job, uh, some secret job at Oak Ridge National Labs. You think that's where he's going? Yeah, I know it is. Unless unless all the publicity about it has changed it, yeah. You don't think he's heading to Enigma Labs? No, I think he's going to Oak Ridge National Labs. And what would he be doing there? I, could be, I can be wrong, but I don't believe I am. And what would he be doing there? Um... I'm going to leave that alone. I, I, I think I know where he'll be working. And I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Does a guy like Sean Kirkpatrick, reputation preceding him, does he stay in the UFO world? Or does he get transferred he, into something else? Oh, I, I give him what I think he will be doing. He will be doing something else. More akin to what he was doing before. Do you think he ever wanted to learn about UFOs? No. He was given a task by somebody who was his mentor, cast sponsor, a big person, and he did the job, uh, and he never wanted it. He was glad to get out of it because it's thankless. I had a friend who was offered the job, and I spent several months talking him out of taking it. I succeeded. Why is this such a heated and hated position within Because the they are told to lie to everyone. Who wants that job? A p- facing the public and lying to them knowingly. Go into detail about that. Well, if, if you, you can't have that job and not know what is in all the saps. You need, and you have, you're going to hear testimony from people that are in those unacknowledged SAPs and SAPs and protected programs about things we, things that everyone knows in and around government and the corporations that serve them. And then you're told to turn around and lie. I mean, Grush handed Kirkpatrick a list of the names of programs, how they were funded where the craft were located, where the bodies were located. And Kirkpatrick told Gillibrand and others that we don't have any evidence of anything like that. When he was given the names of people he could go talk to. It's just, it's just a smokescreen office. Because they can't be... Look, if they got up and said, we know there's non-human intelligences, we have evidence of the craft, we need time to put together a game plan. Just rest assured that we're doing our job the best we can. And the minute we have approval from the national authority to tell you anymore, we will. 
And by the way, here's a couple of really good videos that show you these things are real. That would shut everybody up. So it, people are tired. People are tired to being lied to by their government. Oh, I I understand that, and I can very much appreciate everything that you're saying. You know, and it is one of those hot button topics that isn't supposed to be in the public realm. Do you think Kirkpatrick was meant to shut down the the talks, the newscasts, the, the podcasts, the YouTube channels, everything about this subject? Do you think that was more aligned with what he was supposed to do? I think mostly that's it. So I, I'm going to go to a public forum uh, where he will be a member of the panel that's addressing it alongside uh, people that are way up high in the intelligence community uh, uh, and just see if I can get in line to ask a question. So it's, it, we'll just see how it goes. I'll, I'll, I will definitely report, of course, on what I find. And I, I, it would not shock me in the least if I'm given a phone call or an email or whatever and told not to show up. Hmm. It's a difficult topic because it's going to affect so many people. Never mind the political and the military uh, lines that it crosses. Let's just let's just listen to the undercurrents, the kind of what's right behind the statements that are being made by Lou Elizondo and others. Uh, Corbell, Knapp, and Lukatsky. Stratton in his the few words he's spoken out loud about having been at Skinwalker Ranch and brought stuff home to his family. That they that, that there's a lot of stuff known. Uh and we're we're just we're just not being told what people actually know. The, 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 look, the the people in ufology know more about what the truth is than the people in Congress. Otherwise, they wouldn't be entering the Wilson Davis notes into the congressional record, and Knapp and Corbell would not be feeding the 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 the, the oversight committee subcommittee that had the hearing all of the details about what to expect the 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 the, the stuff about the the nuclear missiles and the uh, nuclear missile silos being overflown by UFOs. That got turned into Congress by the UFO community. And so the stuff that they've weaponized and gone after information came from us. We know more than they do. And the the thing that's so bothersome is this constant naysayers is, is, you know, we can't keep a secret. How can we keep a secret this big for that long? Well, we managed to keep the Manhattan Project secret for five years when everybody was out after information. That's number one. And number two, the UFO secret hasn't been kept. It has leaked like a sieve. And the world's most expert 
Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Allen, proud owner of the Blowfly Bar and Grill here in Gulfport, Mississippi on beautiful Bayou Bernard, inviting all of you to come check out a great locals restaurant serving some really great burgers, seafood, and steaks. You gotta come try some of our fan favorites like the stuffed flounder, the best-selling shrimp po' boy, and our version of a great charcuterie board, the Bayou Couterie Board. Trust me, you're gonna love it. Bring some friends. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the all-new Blowfly Bar and Grill. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I gotta get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Publicly facing program of disinformation, conspiracy theory laden, misdirection, a, 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 a civil rights violation that ever occurred has kept it muddled. And they release documents where three lines are true and two lines are false. Five lines are true and three are false. That's what MJ-12 is, in my opinion. It's a, over half true and the rest of it crap. Print it out in such a way that it's easily found by people who know what official documents look like, that it's a fake but I bet it has a ton of truth in it. And so people can't tell truth from fiction. It's to keep you muddled and fighting with each other about what's true. And that's that you know that's the ufology. Constant bickering over who's telling the truth and who isn't. Do you think with 30 seconds to go, when you look at ufology, that there is a program out there, maybe not a paid program, but paid with information, paid with with other aspects, maybe not financially, to disrupt ufology. If you think, okay, I do not know this for a fact. Okay, well, I'm about to say I don't know for a fact. But it is hard to explain Stephen Greenfield's behavior. It's hard to explain. Green Street, yeah. Let's talk about Green that. Street, Let's talk about that when we come back, Bob. Uh, as we continue on with Science Bob and friends here on Spaced Out Radio. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott, and we're talking about the resignation of Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick from the Pentagon's Aero program at the end of the year. What are the implications? What does this mean for ufology? Who should run the program? Science Bob and Friends continues right after this. Bob, I'm going to be honest. I fell asleep in my studio. I'm so sorry, Dave. I fell asleep. Working too. I, and I'm glad I called. Yeah, if you, I looked at the clock and I'm like 9.03 and I'm like, oh my God, that never happens to me. So thank you. I'm going to, no uh, problem. I'm just going to quickly uh, run to the bathroom here. Uh, no you, problem. I'll be right back, okay? Yep, I'll, I'll interact with the crowd.
There. Finally got all my stuff done that I needed to. Oh. How we doing, Science Bob? We're good. I've been interacting with the audience. Mr. Brock, thank you for the super chat. Thank you, Science Bob. You're welcome. And la 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 la. Bright. I love saying that. <laughs> I think she went to sleep. <laughs> Android, thank I you don't. for the super chat. And thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you. I put up a new background. Sorry, guys, that I'm having a little bit of a rough night tonight. I fell asleep. And, uh, yeah, fell asleep in hey, my studio got, chair. We got it done. We got yeah, it done. I know, but it still looks really poorly on my part. Hey, Cherry Pepsi, Mike, how you doing? Crap happens. Yeah, Super Chat is open. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. And uh, don't forget, you can do some shopping at spacedoutradio.com. And remember, folks, we do not have ugly swag there like piano key ties. Don't have that. Mm. Here we go, everybody. Second half hour of Space Down Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears tonight. Reminder to all of you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Here we go with Science Bob, Dr. Bob McGuire and Science Bob and Friends, a monthly feature on this show where we look outside of the woo and take a look at the who, what, where, when, why, and how of the scientific side of what's going on. And we're talking about the resignation of the head of the Aero program, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, who will be stepping down at year's end. And we know this wasn't a popular man within his position. He never seemed to talk about transparency, even though that's what they were supposed to be about. So, Bob, let's start there in this half hour. Okay, uh, actually, before that, let's go back to the last half hour where you were getting into a story about the dislike about him, where where it's going, and and where we're going to end up. Well, I, um, I talked my friend into, uh, I was a contributor, a major contributor to his decision not to take that damn job. Uh, and I am told by him and several others that everyone who's been offered the job has turned it down. It's a no-win situation. People don't want to be told. They can know a secret, but have to lie about it to the public. This is just—it's just a horrible job. They're, and they're—they're—they're 
their job is not to educate and inform the public. Their job is to keep the secrets quiet. But why create such enemies within the field? This is what doesn't make sense. And this kind of goes towards what we were saying in the last half hour on whether or not there was this rumor, and it still continues to this day, on whether or not there were anti-ufologists really pushing the limits on this story in the public to try and create deception that this subject was real. You brought up Stephen Greenstreet. John Greenwald from the Black Vault has been accused of this. Many others. uh, Hey, everyone. I'm Jonathan Allen, proud owner of the Blowfly Bar and Grill here in Gulfport, Mississippi on beautiful Bayou Bernard, inviting all of you to come check out a great locals restaurant serving some really great burgers, seafood, and steaks. You got to come try some of our fan favorites like the stuffed flounder, the best-selling shrimp po' boy, and our version of a great charcuterie board, the Bayou Couterie Board. Trust me, you're going to love it. Bring some friends. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the all-new Blowfly Bar and Grill. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. YouTubers and, and podcast hosts who are skeptical have been accused of, of being on this Team Pentagon kind of thing, if we could call it that regarding this now is this true is that part of the deception that's going on what do the insiders say bob um I, and i don't know the answer about green street but i can't explain his behavior i just can't explain his is he and and uh what he did to brandon fugle is unforgivable i mean i really got upset i mean brandon fugle is spending boatloads of his own money, and he is getting real evidence for something strange out there. And he, and Green Street fooled him and into thinking he was going to do a nice thing, and he went out there and interviewed people, and he twisted it into the ugliest possible story you can can put a produced, and it was just ugly. So I don't know what his motivations are, but if I was going to pick somebody who I thought without actually knowing that they were uh, pitching for the other side, it would be him. He would be, he would be the new, uh, what's his name from aviation week and, and space review, whatever his name was. They got, got, got into fights with, with uh, Stanton Freeman, all Philip class. He's the new Philip class. Except he works for a tabloid and not for an aviation and engineering magazine. So anyway, it's just that I believe there are those people. And even though he seems to have turned over a new leaf, that was uh, Richard Doty's job for a long time, was to bend and twist and fool and shake up and misdirect and so forth. It was both to protect whatever these secrets are and, in addition to that, use the UFO thing to cover up actual secret 
Air Force and intelligence programs. So we know people do it. Doty now talks about having done it. And so I just, you know, do I think that continues? <coughs> Counterintelligence will always be there, and that's their job. All right, so let's go back to Sean Kirkpatrick here. You know, because he never involved himself within the UFO community. He didn't give any uh, podcasts, interviews. He didn't give any YouTube interviews. He didn't really touch base with anybody within the knowledge of this community. Understandably, he didn't have to. Okay, so that that's something that I think we should really point out. As a government official, he didn't have to go on on any YouTube channel to explain his side of things. But a lot of people within this community have stepped up to do that over the years, whether it's Chris Mellon, whether it's Lou Elizondo, whether it's Sean uh, Cahill or many others regarding the the pro-disclosure movement, even if it was under a threat narrative. Why do you think he ignored the community at large? Well, uh, the people you named as having been uh, made a lot of the what we're hearing now possible from 2017 onward, they aren't loved by the established legacy people because they broke the door open. They're despised. Okay, so, uh, uh, but Kirkpatrick was never amongst them. I mean, I, I don't know that Mellon will ever be forgiven for engineering with Lou Elizondo, the bringing of those three videotapes out, which that broke everything open. We knew for a fact there were UFOs, and we knew for a fact the government was studying them. And finally, Susan Goff had to stand at a podium and admit it to John Green, Greenwald. So there you go. I mean, just is that they are not loved for what they've what they've done, and they brought us to this day. And people need to understand something you and I know innately, and we know because we're involved deeply. The the, the entire community has no clue how heavily influential steering people networking people, putting them together that have led to kind of every major step along this way that George Knapp is. He has been a mastermind of stuff that's gone on since 1989. Heavily, he introduced Bigelow to Lukatsky and Senator Harry Reid. <laughs> he, brought, he brought Harry Reid into the NIDS meetings. I mean, just NAP is just, but we, so we got a few people like that that not enough people know. We have too many people that talk so much that everyone knows that don't know enough. And then we've got the negative naysayers, nattering nabobs of negativity, who that's their job. And then we've got mainstream media who's scared of offending the the. The, the people who feed them information so they can get a front page story, they don't want to offend them. Because that's the reason mainstream media won't cover any of this because they know the real power brokers that are hiding in the background don't want this story out. And we've got rabble rousers in Congress and a few rabble rousers who've come out and they are bringing this forward and forcing it down everyone's throat. So I just, we're in, a, we're in the middle of, Look, Dave, every day a headline in the United States is we are in turmoil. 
And it's just like everywhere in Congress and the executive branch and Pentagon over UFOs and who's who's the bad who's the bad ones in the Middle East. And it's just it's just a time of turmoil, Dave. We just gotta work our way through it. No, and I can understand that, Science Bob. You know, but I mean we're talking about UFOs here because one of the things that I have been very, very persistent of within this community is the fact that there is a big difference between UAP and UFOs. And yeah, UAP, UAP includes man-made drones, if they're not known. So how do we get ahead if we can't even tell the definition between a UAP and a UFO? I don't know the answer. Because it's always going to be an official designation that kind of is the constant drumbeat drip, drip, drip of information that people will listen to. It's just hard to figure out how to, how to, have, how to steer, the, steer the boat when you don't even know where the tiller is. It's hard. I'm not going to make lie and say it's easy. It's hard. Now, there's too few people like me that get out there and just on Twitter and Facebook and other places tell people when they have stuff wrong. Tell people they don't understand how the system works. I mean, pe- people think that a whistleblower is the same thing as a leaker. No, a whistleblower is an official designation under U.S. law for somebody who wants to file a complaint and be protected. A leaker is Edward Snowden. David Grush is a whistleblower. So we, but most people in ufology want leakers. That's what they want, and they're mad because David Drush won't leak and go to jail for them. It really, really aggravates me. Okay, so thank you for that definition, by the way. That that actually means a lot, and it makes a lot of sense. With David Grush, okay, we know that he has accused Sean Kirkpatrick of being a liar. We know I that— I agree with him. Okay, that— uh, Grush said that he has never heard from anybody at the Arrow program regarding UFOs, regarding his testimony, or anything along those lines. Why do you think that Kirkpatrick would say that Grush had never returned any of his phone calls or or anything to do with with uh, his testimony or his whistleblowing? He is inconvenient, and they want to undermine his credibility. They don't want people to listen to him. And slowly but surely, he's just slowly but surely fading away from the headlines. This is their constant game. It's been the game forever. Every time there was a leak and a great big storm, they just stiff-armed it, delayed it, pushed it, and people got tired and forgot and moved on. They think that'll happen again. Okay, why why would that be a concern for us, us mainstream public? Why would that be a concern? Because we're that that is their method for maintaining the lie, and we're tired of it. You're tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the government lying to people. I I swear to you, Dave. I would make it a federal crime for a person working for the United States government to lie to the American people. They could say, 
I am not allowed to say anything about this, but they should not be allowed to lie to the public in any capacity. Okay, for our public who may not understand, I know where you're going with this. For our public who may not understand, give us an example of a lie that sure. that's been out there. Sure, sure. So um, programs have been put up to call leak out things that were called vehicles that had been seen UFOs and put it on tabloids and other Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Allen, proud owner of the Blowfly Bar and Grill here in Gulfport, Mississippi on beautiful Bayou Bernard, inviting all of you to come check out a great locals restaurant serving some really great burgers, seafood, and steaks. You gotta come try some of our fan favorites like the stuffed flounder, the best-selling shrimp po'boy, and our version of a great charcuterie board, the Bayou Couterie Board. Trust me, you're gonna love it. Bring some friends. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the all-new Blowfly Bar and Grill. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The places to cover up a classified program. Its existence while it was under development. The F-117, the U-2. The, the, the SR-71, all of those things were at various times called a UFO and people were led to believe they were alien craft to cover up what they actually were. Those kind of things are lies. I don't think that should be allowed. Say, I, the people say, I don't know what that is. Sorry, rather than lie. I'm tired. We, the American people should not be lied to by the people they pay to work for them. But they can always hide under national security, Bob. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But don't tell a lie. It's the lying that's bad. It has completely undermined faith in government. Nothing, the U.S. government has never been so badly trusted by members of all parties as it is right now. And it's the constant lying and misdirection. It just, just does not serve the, the national interest. It's a national, this lying on purpose is a national security threat. Okay. I, I, and I see that and I understand that. Okay. I'm just looking, and maybe I'm looking at it too naively, that there's too many technological advances that would have to be admitted to. No, say, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Sorry. Or I'm not allowed to speak on any classified programs we may or may not have. There you go. That's the end of it. Do you think that Kirkpatrick's attitude towards this position, towards this subject, was negative because his hands were tied by those above him? I think that's number one. And number two, I think he is an effete, elitist, academic snob who thinks people in ufology are idiots. 
because they don't have they don't want to talk about things which are falsifiable and for which they have clear data. I think that's that. I think I think it's snobbery and uh, part of his part of his program. I think it's both, both snobbery and it's his job to cover things up. Do you think it maybe had anything to do with the fact that the Pentagon was withholding funding from Arrow regarding what they were allowed to set up and what they were not allowed to set up? No, I think that. The withholding of funding is they were hoping it would blow over. There's just a delaying action. Everything you're seeing, the slow rolling is from two places. It's from bureaucratic inertia. It takes a long time to set up a brand new bureaucracy and figure out who reports to who, who has to coordinate with who, who has to take into account how do, how do they get accesses to data they need when they've never existed before and now they need new pipelines. And so that stuff is all a lot of trouble and takes a lot of time. Constant negotiations going on in the background, how things will be handled and over what channels the data is allowed to flow. So that's just standard operating procedure. It's slow. The other is resistance. If, if there is a legacy UFO crash retrieval dealing with a non-human intelligence bodies program, they don't want to say anything out loud. There, there's this constant fear which got built into that program at the end of World War II and the beginning of the Cold War that if you say one sentence, it might be enough to help the other side win and then wipe us out. It's just this constant fear of what our adversaries would do with the tiniest piece of information. So they want to keep all of it secret and cover it up. And it just makes it, the cost of doing that is unreal, Dave. This level of secrecy, this layer of compartmentation, this layer of segmentation where the left hand can't know what the right hand is doing and people can, 12 different groups can be working on the same total subject, but they're they're carved up into tiny little pieces and none of them can even know the other one exists. Dave, that is really expensive to manage. It is ridiculously wasteful of taxpayer dollars. But isn't that why they they keep this subject very small? They keep this subject very uh, unique and and hidden is so that it, it except, doesn't except get... The, except the benefits to humanity of the technology are so huge, I think, and th- that's number one, and just let me be jingoistic, jingoistic for a moment, and uh, uh, an ugly American. Nobody can keep up with us when we just go all guns and go take off and go work. We don't let the impediments get in the way, and I'll give you an example. SpaceX. SpaceX is an example of how fast American companies and government together can move if you don't have all this craziness. And if we took UFOs and let people work on it, we would outrun everybody because of the way we work. Dictatorships don't do innovation. They steal innovation from others. 
Science Bob is here. We got three and a half minutes before we have to go to break here at the top of the hour, talking about Sean Kirkpatrick stepping out down until December thirty first. If nobody wants this job, Bob, how do we find a proper person to do that? Because there's one side who would love to have people on that job. There's the other side who doesn't want to play on that side of the government. How do you find well, the right person? Congress needs to make sure the type of person they want is selected. That's number one. And number two, that they are given the protections and the accesses they need to operate nearly independently. It needs to be nearly independent. And right now, nobody in the Pentagon or the intelligence community wants to release an independent entity. But Congress is going to have to force it. This would be like it'd be it would be like nominating a special counsel by the Department of Justice. Arrow needs to be a special independent entity for investigating and who and report to, but not not a work at the direction of the Department of Defense and the intelligence community. They need some independence and authority to look. I get that, and and that makes complete sense. It really does. It makes complete sense regarding that. Okay, with two minutes to go here, Bob, is this going to be a position that sees the program eliminated again? We've had ATIP. We've had OSAP. We've had UAPTF. We've had Arrow and every other type of acronym in between. Do we see a collapse of Arrow and then another group doing the exact same thing coming to fruition here? I don't think so. I don't think Congress is going to put up with it. I think they're going to just tinker around at the edges, moving slowly to make sure they don't do anything that would knowingly or, or easily harm national security, but they move the ball forward. It's just going to take time. I don't believe Arrow. I, I believe Arrow... Kirkpatrick did one thing. He set up an office and he set it up in a, with a structure. He hired good people. Uh, his deputy is running it as soon as he leaves until a replacement is found. And if I were them, I would not just put anybody in there. Well, let's talk about that when we come back, because there are some interesting names that are popping up on who the public would like to see, but normally in these types of situations, it ends up being someone you've either never heard of before or it ends up being something that is swept under the government rug thanks to the military. Again, could we see a military person take over that position? We don't know. We will find out with Science Bob here when we return after this break here at the top of the hour. We're also going to take audience questions because I know a lot of you in our YouTube chat tonight have a lot of questions regarding this subject, regarding uh, Sean Kirkpatrick and his resignation from the head of the Aero program at the Pentagon. And we want to know what you think and what your questions are as well. So if you're in our chat room, make sure you put them in capital letters for Science Bob and Friends. Dr. Bob McGuire joins us once a month. To forget about the woo, but talk about the who, what, where, when, why, and how of everything weird and strange. This is Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. 
We will be back for hour number two right after this. Impressive. Very impressive. It's This is such a hard problem. And, of course, the people that are being asked to fill that job don't want the job filled by anybody competent. Mm-hmm. Uh, this question is, is, is off topic, so I'll ask this one during the break. Uh, Hi, Science Bob. Could you please describe the entity that la-la-la-la bright saw heading our way? Cheers from New Zealand. It was um, alien inside of a big spacecraft, and it's it's grumpy. Oh yeah, the old grumpy spacecraft, eh? Mm-hmm. People will be hearing more about that from us. Nice. We made it. We made a. We made a discovery. Uh, I feel both of us are, you know, both of us working at this level are new to a lot of this, and yes. so we're fumbling our way around trying to figure out things. And I missed a an ability she has, and so we're now going to exploit it and figure out more stuff because it's a font font of enormous information. I watched her duplicate Ingo Swan and Joe McMonagall's remote viewing stuff with almost no effort. And she didn't know the stories, had never been told them, and she got the same answers they did, almost to the letter. And some things they couldn't do. Hmm. That is interesting. It is interesting. It's really interesting. I'm just dumbfounded. So I think that's going to wind up being a very interesting thing. And we're going to pursue it and let it be known because we are not about hiding. Well, we're tired of the hiding. I'm sick of it. And everybody can see her face painting that follows her on Facebook and Twitter and me because and she that is just exploding. Oh, we're she does busy good work. from we're we're busy we're busy from dawn till late at night on weekends. Entertainment art is what I call it, and I was dumbfounded by how lucrative it is. Don't blame you, my man. Don't blame you. All right, we've got about uh, two minutes here. All right. What a good show. It's nice to have one of the, It's nice to have one of these topics actually fall on the night or close to the night when we're actually on. Yeah. Yep, without having to arrange a panel 
that may or may not be able to show up and may or may not be able to say anything useful. Right? That just works for me. All right. Courtney Marcusani has set her alarm. She will be here for the UFO report. God, did we score. <laughs> I don't think our audience really understands how much we scored in replacing uh, Tim. A great job from Tim Senor uh, on the UFO report with Courtney Marcusani. And once, once they learn how tied in Courtney is, Bob, you know Courtney very well. Uh, yep. how, how impressed is our audience going to be with her taking over the UFO report? It's going to be good. She's methodical. Tim was philosophical. She's philosophical, but she's methodical. Yeah. And researches everything. And extremely connected. Yep. Extremely connected. It's going to be fun. Going to be fun. We got uh, 30 seconds. Thank you to Jennifer, Cliff, Lori, Kevin, Android, Bob, Brock, and la 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 bright for, i god i love her bob i do she's awesome yeah she is so much fun. oh my god she busts my ass oh i need it oh yeah you've got a good one there you really do yeah and don't forget yeah. you can meet up with science bob and la 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 bright At reno in reno nevada may 10th through 12th 2024 for the third annual Spaced Out Radio Fan Party at the Silver Legacy Casino and Resort. We are going to have an absolute blast there with you guys, and we, as we did last year. And we got a good, some good people coming. Uh, Olaf Phillips is going to be there. Geraldina Roscoe, Melinda Leslie, Jim Goodall, Science Bob, Lala. And we're going to try and get a number of others there as well for you. See if Olaf can talk uh, Alan Greenfield into coming. Oh, we'll see if well, that's a good one. And that, that, and I'll, I'll talk to him too. He and I are been doing a few exchanges. Lately. Oh, Alan's crazy awesome. He's fantastic. Crazy. He was on a show that Lala has on Tuesday nights, and he was hilarious. All right, Science Bob, we got five seconds. Hold on here. Here we go. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hi to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, at KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor? Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Tambour. Tambour is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. 
Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon by joining the SOR Space Travelers Club. Science Bob and Friends is back underway with Dr. Bob McGuire, former head of Virginia Tech University Science and Physics Program and former member of the CIA and NRO and just an amazing, amazing human being. And he comes in for Science Bob and Friends each and every month here to talk about the high strangeness from a scientific point of view. Bob, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I'm happy to be here, Dave. I, I look forward to this every month. So do I, my man. So do I. And and you know what? We need to tell our radio audience, you will be attending our third annual fan party, May 10th through 12th in Reno, Nevada, for the third annual fan party at the Silver Legacy Casino and Resort. You and your beautiful lady, la, 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 bright, will be there. And this will be your third year in a row. And thank you for the love and support that you have for our fans and for Spaced Out Radio and coming every year, my man. Uh, so it, my first my first trip, the first year to Las Vegas, it was just this real big awakening for how much we and this show mean to the people that listen to it regularly. And so it's uh, it was neat. It's a neat thing, Dave, and I enjoy meeting them because they're – it's there from every walk of life, every kind of person, from really serious to just out the wall. And it's just awesome. I love I love doing it. Good. And we love having you there, my man. We really do. So thank you for that. Let's get back to the topic at hand, which is the public resignation of Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, the head of the UFO Aero Program at the Pentagon. He will be stepping down on December 31st to take on new tasks. We don't know whether that's going to be within the government or in the private sector as of yet, but we'll keep an eye on that. Let's talk about successors here. You were mentioning that there are a lot of people out there who do believe that Kirkpatrick had a difficult job. They don't want the job because of the ridicule on one side and number two, the political pressure on the other side to keep this story under the rug. Who do you think is going to be in that list for running? Give us your top three. For the first time since I've been on his show, I'm going to tell you, I don't have a clue. That's rare for you. All All the people that I thought would be good candidates are completely uninterested. It comes with too much baggage and too many controls on what you can do because of the way it's set up. As I said, there's not enough autonomy to make it interesting. If you had a wish list, who would be on that? Let me rephrase that. Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Allen, proud owner of the Blowfly Bar and Grill here in Gulfport, Mississippi on beautiful Bayou Bernard, inviting all of you to come check out a great locals restaurant serving some really great burgers, seafood, and steaks. You gotta come try some of our fan favorites like the stuffed flounder, the best-selling shrimp po' boy, and our version of a great charcuterie board, the Bayou Cooterie Board. Trust me, you're gonna love it. Bring some friends. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the all-new Blowfly Bar and Grill. 
Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, it would be a major demotion because it's hard to go from deputy director of a Department of Defense to the head of an, a small agency in the Department of Defense. But if I had my pick, It'd be Christopher Mellon because he has the knowledge and the drive and the independence and the stature and the clearances and the experience to make it work. And he's a good technical manager. Kirkpatrick was a good scientist, but he was not a good technical manager. Why do you think it would be a demotion for somebody like like uh, uh, Christopher Mellon? Well, Christopher Mellon was very highly ranked staffer for the Senate, and then he went into a very high-ranked job in the Department of Defense where he basically was in charge of all highly classified programs and intelligence gathering on behalf of the Pentagon. He was a deputy director. This is well below deputy director. So right well, except it's been elevated. So he, Sean, Kirkpatrick and Arrow now answer directly to the deputy director, which is Kath, Kathleen Hicks. So that's, it's been elevated or moved up in a, a sideways, but she now no longer works with the branch that's been keeping things covered up. So uh, if, 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 if a written agreement could be made so that Mellon had some autonomy but would always inform the bosses, uh, he would be great. And Kathleen Hicks is capable as, as anybody. Both she and Avril Haines are as capable as anybody of turning this thing into something magnificent if they're allowed to run with it. I think my top three would be Christopher Mellon, number one, Jay Stratton, number two. Yes. yes. And this might be the least popular, and I know this guy would not want the job, but Lou Elizondo as number three. Yeah, so so uh, Lou, Lou has, Lou's philosophically aligned. I, I just don't think he... I don't, I don't think he would be a good fit. I think the other two would. Why wouldn't Lou Elizondo be a good fit? He is the most unreally, unreal superstar uh, soldier. He is a great, he's a great guy to take a task and run with it and complete it doggedly. Uh I just think there are other people who are better connected. This is going to take great connections, great experience, real understanding how the machinery of government works and can keep up with it. And it just needs somebody that has a whole lot more experience of that, of that than Lou does. 
he did a great job with almost nothing at ATIP. He did a great job, but but it's, it's, it's different running a bureaucracy. I, I understand that, and I can appreciate that, but the experience and the level that he had, I think it would be very, very good for the program and would give it instant credibility and recognition. I, th- I think I think if he could get a job working for that program with a decent person in charge of it, that would be a powerhouse. Do you think he would want it? Depends on the conditions. He's been treated very badly by them, whoever they are. He filed a whistleblower complaint against the Department of Defense with the DODIG. And it's still to be adjudicated. Grushes has not been adjudicated. How, so both of those both of those complaints are still in process. So do you believe then that Lou Elizondo, or maybe not Lou Elizondo, but that this position would go to somebody that we currently know, James Lekatsky maybe? Or do you think that this is going to be, you know, right out of the no-name brand era of cereal where they're just going to, you know, put somebody who maybe has a little bit of of esteem and power behind the scenes into a position like this to carry on the job of uh, demystifying this program? This the new leader of this office will not succeed if they are not familiar with UFO history. They need to be a decent technical manager, knowledgeable about science and engineering in the intelligence community and the Department of Defense, and know the history of the UFOs. Otherwise, otherwise it's just going to be a duplication of the mess. Um, you saw Moultrie. He didn't. He'd never heard of the Minuteman problem. Well, I thought Moultrie and the other guy, I forget his name, played absolutely stupid. Regarding- I think they were ignorant. I don't think they're stupid. They knew nothing and had been briefed about nothing. They were thrown to the wolves. And ufology made it a point to come and inform the congressman. They came prepared for them. And Moultrie and what's it, Bray? Moultrie and Bray were not prepared. No, they were not. And that was quite obvious going into the original hearings before we heard of Sean Kirkpatrick. I guess what I'm saying here, Bob, is I find it very, very... Uh, unconscionable that they wouldn't do their homework and bring in somebody who knows UFO history. I I think they don't want anybody that's known by ufology. The the people who are going to pick who goes into that job don't want the secret told. Okay. You, You just brought up a very good point there. What is the secret? 
in your in science Bob's opinion, because I know you have to be careful when you talk about subjects like this due to your own NDAs. Okay. But what is the secret that we are missing out on as a UFO public? Never mind the mainstream people, just the, the people who understand that there is history here. Let's 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 take every single thing that Richard Dolan wrote in his two books about UFOs and the national security state. Everything. The history behind it, everything. Uh, if, if, if all of that stuff is true, then it needs to be commented on to some extent to, to allay the fears and the anger that have been brought up and with and we need to give up on not admitting that wrongs happened and just grant them some kind of immunity to tell the truth. And the, the facts tr- are we we the United States nor the world for that matter can afford to have the institutions that did the worst violations destroyed. We can't we can't make it in this world. I mean, look at Putin, Xi, Iran, and North Korea. We need the Department of Defense to be strong, and you can't destroy it by bringing up stuff that was done when it when everyone felt we were going to be a World War Three nuclear war with the Soviet Union in fifteen minutes for covering up everything they covered up by whatever means they felt was necessary. I mean, right after World War II, the level of paranoia and fear was out of sight. It was rough. And so they did things that now probably wouldn't be done. And Harry Truman and Dwight Eisenhower both went along with it. They wanted the secrets kept. And Truman got truly upset when saucer after saucer flew over the White House and the Capitol in 1952. He was really angry because nobody had any answers. How do we get those answers out, Bob? Okay, because there is a lot of different information. There is a lot of different paths that this story takes. We know that there are are secrets that are going to be kept probably forever regarding technology, bodies that have been found, okay? David Grush has been a thorn in the side of any type of disclosure movement because of the fact that he mentioned Downcraft and the pilots who are controlling those craft. How do we get someone in there that can actually understand this, understand what happened at Roswell, maybe before and after, that's a big task for somebody just stepping into the field. Yeah. Well, uh, my opinion is if you don't know history, you're doomed to screw up. You need to know history so you can fix the problem. That just ought to be a going in story. And if if Congress wants it done right, they would mandate that a thorough review of UFO history be in the very next report and comments on all. And look, the government doesn't need to reveal sources, methods, and technological capability to say 
Yeah, Kraft, Kraft came down at Roswell. We got some bodies. But look, it's really a serious national security problem issue to say much about it. So we will, if ordered, we will tell, but we would prefer not to. And just say that little bit to the public. It's just then this 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 like allow the public to be in. And I think there's this nonstop fear, because I keep hearing it from everywhere, that we're gonna be told seventy thousand years ago they came down and engineered our ascent to the apex predator on the planet. And so we are an engineered being is homo sapiens sapiens. And religion has not been correct since none of them have the correct story. I think that that's just, it's just this massive fear of the sociological upheaval that will, and the shock that would cause especially if it was came with proof. So, I mean, there's some stuff that's probably irresponsible to tell if it's not necessary for tell, informing the public we have an issue and we're looking at it. At least Kirkpatrick showed the spheres and said they're everywhere we look. That was a major admission. I got to hand it to him. But it's not what what people want to know. They want to know the truth about the crash retrievals and the bodies. <laughs> yeah. The most difficult questions of them all. That is, that is what it's all about. What are these most of difficult questions? Let's get to some audience questions here. Let's start off with Paramarv. Stephen Bassett was on SOR recently touting an amendment UAP disclosure act in the NDAA bill that is expected to be signed in December. Can you address how this might impact? I certainly can. So the Schumer Amendment, which is now known as the UAP Disclosure Act, since it would pass the Senate, needs to pass the House to be sent to President Biden's desk for signature, says, I'm going to give you some of the things it says. It says, if you got... UFOs that you got from us or you had a program, you have to tell us about them and we are asserting eminent domain and they belong to us no matter who you are. Uh, Every single aspect of UAP, USO, UFO, weird anomalies are now unclassified and won't be talked about for six months while you pile all that stuff into the nine-person commission and you defend the need for it to be classified. And if you convince us, we will reassert classification under a new classification authority with a brand new classification guide. So they're just going to tear down the structure that Oppenheimer and Groves and others set up at the end of World War II based on the Manhattan Project to cover up the UFO secrets. They duplicated it. They even had the same people involved. Okay, so uh, Battelle and all of them, and Oppenheimer and Teller and all these names, they were brought in because they thought it was a technical question to be answered, and it is. 
So they brought in the same geniuses that helped them make an atom bomb and a hydrogen bomb. And they set it under the DOE classification system because it's much easier to keep a secret under that than it is DOD. So, uh, and just so we, we, we need to break that structure and rebuild it from to something that makes sense. We need to protect the means by which we gather data on the non-human intelligence because that's the same instrumentalities we will be using to monitor our adversaries who want to steal our secrets or move us out of the way. I mean, I have people, I'm sure, are just not paying attention, Dave. I mean, we butt heads with China over international waters with airplanes and ships every single day. And the Chinese are getting very aggressive, and we're not going to put up with it. So, I mean, people are not paying attention, but we do have to take care of maintaining our superiority to them and our ability to gather information on them without giving away how we do it. That makes a lot of sense. we got 90 seconds to go here before we got to go to break here at the bottom of the hour. Science Bob and Friends continues. Bob, I understand that, you know, there is worldly implications regarding this subject. We don't know what China knows about this subject or what they've been able to reverse engineer. Same with Russia. How does is is that the race? Is that the problem? Is knowing that there we- is an absolute arms race between the three major powers to figure out UAPs because they know the winner is going to rule the world. Jump in on that a little more. If you can move a craft from here to Moscow in the blink of an eye, drop a bomb and be gone before it blows up, you're win. If you can move a craft in under total cloak, untouchable in a warp bubble, gather all the information you want, move it back to home base without being touched, you win. Same thing for them. If they can do it, they will. And they will bring us to our knees to defeat us. Just look what Russia's doing to Ukraine. You think they would do less to us if they could lob a nuke in three microseconds? And they could have a craft over the silo and drop a nuke on it and be gone before it explodes on every silo in the country. No, they would they would just do whatever it took to end us because we're in their way. Bob, hold on right there because we got science Bob for another 30 minutes here on Spaced Out Radio. Science Bob and Friends, a monthly contributor to this show, Dr. Bob McGuire. Tonight we are looking into gentleman Sean Kirkpatrick stepping down as head of the UFO UAP Aero Program on December 31st. Spaced Out Radio continues after this. All right, there we go. Cool. There we go. This is I got f- one more comment to make. All right. When we come back. About to, an answer to that Paramars question. One more cogent remark sure. and we move on. You've used some power words tonight. Cogent. Uh, juxtapose. Your vocabulary is on par tonight. 
Holy cow. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes the right word is just the right word. Mm. See, I don't stray too far from plethora because then I start getting a little bit, you know, a little too cheeky. I don't know. It just comes naturally to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you want to see the moose we saw the other day? Yeah. Yeah, put it up. Yeah, this is a, a nice one here. He was, we went up this gravel road, and about 15 minutes later we came down, and there he was standing right in the middle of the gravel road. Very nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. Yeah, just a young buck. He's probably a year old, weighing about four or 500 pounds. I thought Very it was, nice. I thought it was cool. Yeah, that's a beautiful animal. Yeah. I thought so too. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah, the wildlife in Canada is oh, it's crazy awesome. You guys got to come up next year, man. Hope we can. Big time busy, but I hope we can. Uh, Android, I have refused to watch the video of Adam Johnson because it hits close to home. Um, If the video I saw was... The one that that killed the kid, um, then I don't think it was. Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Allen, proud owner of the Blowfly Bar and Grill here in Gulfport, Mississippi on beautiful Bayou Bernard, inviting all of you to come check out a great locals restaurant serving some really great burgers, seafood, and steaks. You gotta come try some of our fan favorites like the stuffed flounder, the best-selling shrimp po' boy, and our version of a great charcuterie board, the Bayou Cooterie Board. Trust me, you're gonna love it. Bring some friends. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the all-new Blowfly Bar and Grill. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Intentional. Uh, I don't want to get part of that hockey debate. Uh, so people wondering what we're talking about. A hockey player named Adam Johnson, formerly of the Pittsburgh Penguins, playing professional in in uh, Britain, uh, uh, died tragically after taking a a skate blade to the jugular. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm a big proponent of neck guards. Um, I don't understand why when one of your main veins uh, is is, uh, unprotected, yet you go through minor hockey, where it is protected. Um, 
I really don't know. I don't think I don't want to believe it was done intentionally. You don't usually see hockey players do that intentionally. Um, but uh, it happened in my home rink back in 1986. Um, I didn't go to that game. My dad was there where an 18-year-old kid uh, passed away from the same incident. And it's happened a couple of times in the NHL uh, with Clint Malarchuk, the Buffalo goalie, and then with the Florida Panthers, a player named Richard Zednick. I think it's a freak accident, but I'm a proponent of neck guards, uh, and I hope that, uh, like visors, even though I, I would sooner see the NHL get rid of visors than and, and make neck guards mandatory than the other way around. I really would. So that's pretty much my opinion on that. Yeah, I think, well, I think from here up should be protected to the extent possible. I don't even think helmets should be mandatory, but that's for another day. I would never skate on the ice without a helmet, but I don't think they should be mandatory. Thank you tonight to Jennifer Cliff. Lori, la, 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 right. A. Brock, Science Bob, Android, and Kevin. Don't forget, there is no ugly swag at our store, spacedoutradio.com. Check it on out. Stock yourself up. Make it happen. Just do it. Here we go. Three seconds. with the second half of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news wire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join me on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Final half hour, Science Bob, Dr. Bob McGuire. We've been talking all night long about the ATIP program, the Aero program. Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick stepping down, doesn't want to play in the UFOs anymore. As of December 31st, Science Bob, thank you for being here. You wanted to make a comment on a question that was asked to you by our listener, Paramarv, regarding... Yeah, sure. One, one, one more thing is the, the a major... It's, it's part of this bill is very long, but I'm just trying to give you some highlights that are probably relevant to your thinking. His, history is also mandated. So everybody in government and its contractors that has knowledge of history from 1945 on has to bring it and hand it over to this commission and to Congress so that we can have details. So the cover up of Roswell will end. 
You think so? That's mandated in the bill if it passes. I don't think it passes, Bob. I I understand what you're saying. It has passed the Senate. No, I I understand. But there's, there's always these hidden caveats. And that's my big word for the day, caveat. Okay, you use well, look, both, both the House and the Senate, after their versions pass, are allowed to add amendments, and that will happen. It's just the legislative process. And and there will be people like the representative from the Ohio that represents Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. They're going to try to get nothing out, but they I think they will fail. So something, some part of the Schumer bill will pass. The more, the better. I hope so. I hope so. I want to believe. I do. I want to believe. But and I, my my view of it is every time a little more comes out, the crack in the dam gets wider. Is it wider for the betterment of humanity or the betterment of the government? Better from a few handy. They don't. The government. The government people that know the stuff don't want the secrets out. It, it, they guard their own little secrets as information because information's power. They guard their power and their power base. They don't want to share it. I understand where where you're going with that. How do you have a true disclosure if we're in a confirmation movement? You mandated in a bill like we were talking about. It's mandated in the bill that disclosure happens to people that are not in the current program, and they decide whether or not to, to reclassify it. They're breaking it all down and building it up again. Okay. Let's get to another question here. Let's go to Derek. The United States government and military have been trading humans for technology for decades and also abducting humans themselves. When it happens to a family member, tidbits of details creep in. What's your thoughts on this, Bob? Uh, I've known too many people who talk about mill labs and the so-called agreement between Eisenhower and the aliens around Holloman Landing. Or That's well known. I hope it's not true, but boy, that room, those rumors are persistent, and I just don't know the details. I know my labs are real. I mean, I know it. I have a girlfriend that tells me about it, and Melinda Leslie tells anybody about it, and lots of people know details, and they sh- every time you run into one of these people that have tried to keep the story hidden and they finally say something, they share details that everybody else that knows the story shares. That the commonalities are just too big for it not to have some element of truth. So I just think it's true. Some of it's true, and it's ugly. There is no doubt about it. It is an ugly situation. It is an ugly topic. Getting back to who should be in there, hypothetically speaking, could it be somebody from the UFO community that could apply for that job and, and take it over and give it some credence. 
whether it's a Richard Dolan, whether it's a a a Danny Danny Sheehan, and he might be no offense to Danny, but he might be too old at that time to to uh, be able to. It have to be still, but it, it will have to be. There will have to be trust involved, so they have to already have a TS with special intelligence clearance. They will already have to have experience working inside of government because that is really hard to learn quickly. It's really difficult to learn how all that machinery works. It took me 20 years to learn that crap. And after I learned it, I did really well doing things. But, I mean, it takes a long time to learn how the machinery works. This is why seniority is kind of important in some ways. But anyway, uh, I just don't think Dolan or Sheehan or those people have the necessary knowledge and experience to be successful. In Bob's eyes, if you were offered the job, would you take it? No way. Really? That surprises me. No, I don't I don't want to go back inside. Okay, if you were 10 15 years younger, do you do it? I would do it. I would do it. What would be your mandate? To figure out the least level of classification that preserves what we actually need to preserve. That's number one. And number two, let everything else out to the extent we get buy-in. You get you have to sell. You have to sell all across government what you can let out to the public. But you remember the first UAPTF report? That yes. went through 200 departments to get approved. The President of the United States does not put out a big message about critical things without it going through 200 departments to get their comments. Donald Trump was really out of control on that because he just said whatever came to his mind. Biden is a practice politician. He runs it by everybody, gets their input, and then his staff puts together whatever he needs to say. If he could speak that day. Yep. He's doing pretty good. Well, at least he knows what, what uh, you know, I, I think what they've started with him, and I know you're a big fan, but I'm going to throw this joke out there. I think. Oh, the, the, the jokes are, the jokes are I, hilarious. I will tell you right now, I, I would almost guarantee that the day of the week is on the outer band of his underwear in his drawer. Probably. I, that wouldn't, Probably. Su- wouldn't surprise Probably. me. But, so, but let me tell you what he has done. He's put together an extremely effective administration. The rest of the world can't even compete with the number of jobs we're adding every month, the amount of manufacturing that's moving into their country every month, the CHIPS Act and the Inflation Reduction Act, et cetera. They are having real impact. They're major policy wins. And it's taking time for people to realize how big the wins are. And he didn't do it only for the states that support him. 
there's there's more good stuff going to red states that didn't vote for it. Like Ohio is going to return to be the manufacturing center of the United States if we get rid of the Jones Act and all this other stuff. Because Intel is spending a hundred billion dollars on chip manufacturing in Ohio. Well, that I mean, was that was necessary. That was necessary after the. Uh... But but it, but that started a cascade, and Biden was quick to realize it, and had had these bills passed that are going to have a major impact long after he's out of office. Well, let's move on here. Get back to UFOs and the date of the week that uh, I tell you really screw them up. Tomorrow being Thursday, if somebody handed him Sunday's underwear, I'm just going to say that. Yeah, that's good. It's hilarious. The jokes are hilarious. <laughs> Jules wants to know: Is the fact that Kissinger is still alive? postponing the truth surfacing i mean wasn't kitchener or kissinger around when they were signing the declaration of independence i mean like come on this guy's got to be like 380 years old he is but he's still people still go and kiss the hem of his uh robes he's still got power not as much as he did but power and he's on all these advisory boards including ufos Do you think that he has influence on disclosure? I think I think he's I think he has some influence. I think he does. All right. Last question from the audience. Super crazy in Norway asking, do you think aliens are godlike or are they as flawed as we are? Well, I think that they might be more mature than we are, but they are not godlike. I think they fight wars. I I think we have this. I think there are a lot of different things that are interested in this beautiful planet of ours. Some are for it. Some are against it. Some are protecting us. Some want to use us. Some want to end us. I just think it's a wide variety. That's just my personal belief. I'm not, it's not a scientific opinion. It's a personal belief. Hmm. Okay. We've heard a lot from people, especially experiencers who say that the aliens don't care whether there's disclosure or not. They are about eventually going to come down here whether that's in 2027, whether that's in 2035, 2050, or any of the dates that we have heard uh, throughout the last couple of years. What if the aliens make their way down here, let's say in 2027, and we're still playing this UFO game of non-existence, non-truth, anything? How does that in your opinion, or is that idea or summary something that would be thought of behind the scenes, behind the brick walls, in in, in brightly lit rooms with power people in meetings? I think so, but look, I mean, the entities, they could come, stand, stand off, 50,000 miles above the Earth, so outside of our geosynchronous satellite belt, 
and encircle the earth and directly beam radio signals and television signals down to the earth's surface and just say whatever they wanted to be, say to the people of earth. And no one would be able to cover it up. Nobody. And they, they, that's, that's what, if I wouldn't come down here, I would stand off and broadcast. Okay, so... But, be, but, but, but when craft so big, it couldn't be hidden. Okay, so top three Science Bob ideas or thoughts on what the United States government is hiding right now that they may not want to get out to the public just yet? Limitless, effectively limitless energy. And they're scared to death that if limitless energy were available, people would put weapon systems together that could hover over every city in the United States and take pot shots whenever they wanted to forever. Okay, then warp bubble, they could evade any counter countermeasure we would take. So I think they're hiding limitless energy, nearly instantaneous transportation from one point to the other, uh, and other forms of anti-gravity. I think that's being hidden. Those are my top three. Zero, zero point energy, if you will. Instantaneous uh, or near, nearly instantaneous travel from A to B and able to hover over a spot forever. So warp, anti-grav, zero point. Those are the big three. What would zero point energy do for humanity, for people who don't understand it? No one would ever have to worry about paying an electric bill again. You wouldn't need a transmission line. You just have a little gizmo you plug into your wall and your whole house would be supplied with power. And why do you feel that we already have that somewhere, somehow? People are opposed to the destruction of that which has made them rich, oil, coal, nuclear power, etc. They're rich on their stocks and they don't want them made worthless. People, we are sheep that are controlled by controlling the energy we get. Yeah, energy that's nearly energy that's nearly free would utterly transform the earth. No pollution from uh, coal and gasoline and other things. So if if the United States did have that, what's the destructive force behind that that would keep them from bringing it up? The the fact that Russians could power weapons forever with the same technology. It's competition. It will, it would cause competition and they don't believe society's ready for it. And it would be disruptive to large portions of the economy. It would be a major technological disruption. And lots of people would lose. What about the economy? The economy would transform overnight uh, to something something else. And I'm not smart enough to give you all the 
predictions of what would happen. Some would be good, some would be bad. Well, you're literally looking at the loss of hundreds of thousands of jobs yeah. in, in North America alone. Yeah, the entire West Virginia would go out of business. Alberta and Canada would go out of business. Yeah, shale oil and coal would be over. Mm-hmm. We have five minutes to go here before we got to say goodnight to you. Let's go to Big J. Do you believe in the theory that the moon supplies free energy? I believe that helium-3 is largely present at the poles on the moon, and that could be massively helpful if we need to. Hey, everyone. I'm Jonathan Allen, proud owner of the Blowfly Bar and Grill here in Gulfport, Mississippi on beautiful Bayou Bernard, inviting all of you to come check out a great locals restaurant serving some really great burgers, seafood, and steaks. You got to come try some of our fan favorites like the stuffed flounder, the best-selling shrimp po' boy, and our version of a great charcuterie board, the Bayou Couterie Board. Trust me, you're going to love it. Bring some friends. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the all-new Blowfly Bar and Grill. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Do fusion uh, to uh, make energy. So it's not free, but it's very helpful. Awesome. Awesome. Bob? You know, this has been a tough subject to cover, and, I, and I, I'm very thankful to get your opinion regarding this. Out of everything we have stated tonight about, about David Grush, about Sean Kirkpatrick, and the fact that Kirkpatrick is stepping down, what should we watch for as a UFO community over the next few months before he officially leaves? Who is picked to take his place? and whether or not David Grush is allowed to speak. Those are the two things. If he's allowed to speak, what happens? Yeah, there are people in Congress that don't know the details of his story, and a lot of them don't believe him because they're not allowed to see the details. So if he's allowed to speak, and then people's peers go into these meetings and come out and say, you know what? We got aliens and we got craft. I can't tell you how it is or where it is or whatever because that's classified, but I can tell you that that guy's not lying. That would change a lot of stuff on the Hill because they would know there's been a program of lying and covering up and not giving Congress its duly authorized oversight. It's been operating as a shadow government and pilfering money from other programs. And that, that would that would end. So David Grush being able to speak freely to Congress that are cleared, that's a major deal. And whoever replaces Sean Kirkpatrick, it needs to be somebody that's not uh, a toe-the-line, I want to keep it all secret. 
Somebody that can talk to the American people like they were not children. It almost feels like he's uh, scolding us all the time. Uh, yes, exactly. It's insulting. Especially says my degree is as good as his degree. My pedigree is as good as his. I don't want to be talked down to. Two and a half minutes to go here. Do you see an announcement coming before he leaves or well after? Not until next year. There's too much turmoil in Congress right now to bring out a major upheaval. Uh, We've got our biggest adversary pinned in Ukraine. But it won't, they won't be pinned, and they will be angry and looking for revenge on the rest of uh, Western Europe if we let them out of the box. And so we can't. So I don't know that we're going to pass Ukraine support. I don't know that we're going to uh, able to achieve a soft landing in the Middle East. These are, these are just major things that ha- that are getting in the way of movement on other things that we would love to see happen. These are big issues that are in the way. 90 seconds to go, Bob, and I want to say a big thank you for the education lesson for, for tonight. Very much appreciate everything you do to work hard uh, for us here on Spaced Out Radio on a nightly basis, and, and uh, we really appreciate your time. Do me a favor, Take the next minute to tell everybody where they can find your work, Lala's work, and what you're up to. Okay, so um, there will be you. I'm doing a lot of work now with universities on uh, scientific research of the ionosphere and other things. So stuff you find stuff about that by googling. So me personally, what am I doing in this area? Just figure out on. Uh, uh, where my Facebook and Twitter is, because I tell people what I'm doing. I don't hide anything. And I have a bunch of stuff that is about to start happening. Lala, people can find her at lalabrightllc.com. Uh, there she books readings. She's has regular podcasts and are easy to find. So people can see her there. And she's a regular participant here in the, in the uh, chat room with others. Uh, and so... Just uh, she, we, she has she has two more podcasts that are about to launch, so she's going to be everywhere. And some of those are going to be stuff that you don't do, but others will, like on the air readings. Love it. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. Science Bob, Doctor Bob McGuire, thank you so much. We will talk to you one more time before the end of twenty twenty three. Coming up next, Steve Stockton from Among the Missing. Then Courtney Marcassani joins us for the UFO Report. A giant busy hour three on Spaced Out Radio next. Way to go, Science Bob. That was wonderful. That was a good one. I had fun. Good. Have a good night, buddy. You too, buddy. Thank you. Bye, all. Bye. And Courtney's hair looks great tonight, by the way. Looks great tonight. I'm going to quickly step away for a minute. You guys stay patient, and I'll be right back.
Alright. Hello, everybody. Courtney looks serious right now. She looks very serious. We gotta be careful with Courtney because she has like a major stairwell behind her. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Courtney. You guys are gonna absolutely love her. She is literally one of the most brilliant minds in ufology right now. And you guys are going to love her knowledge. We got about a minute to go here before we go back on the air. Want to say a big thank you to La 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 Bright, A Brock, Bob, Android. Kevin, Lori, Cliff, Jennifer, and Simon for the Super Chats. Very much appreciate the love and support. It's a good way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. So thank you so, so much. Remember, you can shop at our Spaced Out Radio store at spacedoutradio.com. We do not have ugly swag, people. We got stuff that you actually want to wear and you'd be proud to wear. Show it off. Uh, Paramarv, yes, you are correct. And make sure you put May 10th through 12th, like Tim Mothman and his goatee, for the third annual SOR Fan Party. We do it all for you to come meet with our celebrity friends that you hear on this show. You can meet up with the SOR team. Reno, Nevada, that's where we're heading. Mother's Day weekend. It's going to be a blast. We want to see you all there. And here we go, everybody. We got five seconds. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Hour number three of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. They'll always be free at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Tambour. Tambour is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon by joining the SOR Space Travelers Club. It is that time of the night where we say hello to Steve Stockton from Among the Missing and another creepy story. Hello, friends. 
Welcome to Among the Missing YouTube channel on Spaced Out Radio. I'm Steve Stockton, and I'm about to take you on an unbelievable journey of people just like you. Their stories and encounters will haunt us on Among the Missing. Missing person cases from Yosemite. Rock falls are the most powerful geologic force shaping Yosemite Valley today. Although rock falls are relatively uncommon, several occur in Yosemite Valley each year. They are dangerous and can cause injury or death. And on the upper pitches, inclement weather often means impromptu waterfalls and water funneling down the cracks from rain or melting ice. The areas around Camp 5 and 6 and above are particularly vulnerable to runoff. Yosemite National Park boasts over 800 miles of hiking trails and has been the site of numerous search and rescue missions to locate missing hikers with over 30 cases since 1909. Each year, park rangers and search and rescue personnel respond to approximately 250 emergency incidents in the park. Here are some of the missing. FP Nice house. Amazon paid for all of this. Oh, we forgot to edit the commercial there. Anybody what can second. discover on Amazon. We'll hit that. Shepherd, there. there we go. Who went missing in 1909. According to the book, Off the Wall, Death in Yosemite, written by Michael P. Giglieri and Charles R. Farabee, F.P. Shepard, a resident of California and a young jeweler, is believed to be the first person to have disappeared in Yosemite National Park. On June 17, 1909, F.P. departed Glacier Point intending to hike to the nearby Sentinel Dome. Despite his companions turning back due to heavy fog and inclement weather, he decided to press on. Sadly, this would be the last time he was ever seen. It was believed that F.P. had fallen off a cliff and into a deep canyon or had gotten lost in the fog and could not return. A search party of as many as 25 soldiers was dispatched to look for him, but to no avail. They had gone as far as Illouette Falls and the Merced River, but could not find any trace of him. A pair of F.P.'s gloves were found in his lodge, and there was hope that they would assist bloodhounds in tracking his scent. Despite the exhaustive search effort by the U.S. Cavalry and the use of bloodhounds, no clues or signs of the missing man were ever found. Next, we have Dikran Najian, who disappeared in 1972. On July 24, 1972, Dikran Najian a 20-year-old medical student at Cambridge University in England rented a cabin in Yosemite during his summer break. He was last seen in Curry Village, where he asked for directions to Half Dome. Dikron's clothes and other personal belongings were found in the cabin, but he was assumed to be carrying his Pentax 35mm camera. Chief Ranger Jack Moorhead said, We've checked everything. Every ride, every concessionaire, all the hiking trails, all the backcountry areas, and we can't locate a trace of him. It's an awfully big park. He could have taken his camera out and gone off a trail and somehow hurt himself and we'd never find him. A personal ad submitted by the family's attorney, Gustav L. Goldstein, to local newspapers requested Dekron contact him or his parents as they were, quote, suffering great agony, grief, and anxiety, end quote, over his failure to write them. To this day, no trace of Dekron has been found. Anyone with any information is asked to contact the National Park Service tip line at 888-653-0009. And thank you, Steve Stockton, for another great report there on Spaced Out Radio. If you want more just like that, all you have to do is go to youtube.com forward slash among the missing, and 
you get it right there. All right, from the missing to the mysterious, it's time to introduce our audience to Courtney Marcassani, our new voice of the UFO report. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Welcome to Spaced Out Radio, Courtney. It is so glad to have you a part of our team here as you will be here uh, three nights a week breaking down the latest and greatest UFO news that is going on around the world. And I want to introduce you to our audience. I know you've been on this show before as a guest a couple of times, but you are somebody who I have to admit I, I have a, a little bit of a UFO uh, crush on because of the because of the knowledge and the people that you work with regarding this subject. You're not somebody who's used to being in front of the camera or in front of the microphone. Most of your work is done behind the scenes. How did you get to where you are right now in the UFO world, where you are a voice of reason and knowledge? regarding this subject? Well, if you would have asked me, you know, uh, 10 years ago, if I was going to be involved in UFO topics, now UAP topics, I would have said, you're crazy. Uh, I just wasn't in the field. I wasn't a ufologist. I, you know, i had had heard stories in my family about my dad's experience long, long time ago in like 1963 He had lights come over his Corvair near our family farm and his car stopped. The radio went dead, you know, but I never thought that that story was serious until I had my own experience with my daughter. We were out in Oregon in 2015. I was taking her to college at Southern Oregon University, and we had a very, very close encounter with lights that came down over my truck the light flashed. It looked like some kind of flares or military exercise. The light came down right above our truck, hovered, and then split in two. And then from there, it just got even weirder and weirder. So I started to listen to um, Grant Cameron and started really digging into the topic, trying to understand what happened to us and what our experience was. And then ever since, I've just been digging deeper and deeper, and some of it has been synchronicity and being, uh, you know, a researcher and understanding the topics. And as I've been digging deeper and deeper, I've met the people in the field who I really like and trust and who are accurate in their accounting and do good research too. So it's just been through uh, perseverance, I would say, (laughs) mostly. Well, you know what? I think you do an amazing job, and I know that... for a person in my position, I need people like you around me or Ross Coltart or, or Science Bob, people who can who know how the, the back scene of the UFO world is going. And you guys, you know, and I'm going to focus on you here for a second because you're now part of our team here. But <clears throat> your ability to 
work your way into situations, whether it's going to congressional hearings in Washington. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for 25 bucks a line per month. I gotta get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. As a nurse, the one thing you don't do is stand still. You're always going, doing, helping, thinking, solving, saving. Your nursing career shouldn't stand still either. Post University can help you move it forward from RN to BSN, from BSN to MSN, even from MSN to DNP. Learn more about our accredited programs at post.edu. Start taking steps toward an advanced degree. Apply now to Post University. Post makes it personal. DC or working conversations on Facebook Messenger or on the phone with very important people. You have developed one of these great, great reputations of somebody who is in the know. You know, we're not fully in the know. We'll never fully be in the know. But how did you gain that respect and that trust from certain people to get to where you are now? Well, it's a delicate balance. You and I have been in a couple groups together, and um, that's how I was introduced to you and your work through a couple different groups. And I started watching your show because you had had uh, great speakers and topical uh, subject matters on. And so that's what you do. You kind of follow the leads. And I know that a lot of people who have had these type of UAP experiences do feel synchronistically led. So that's a bit of the woo, but you do have these introductions to individuals that seem very synchronistic. You're in the same place at the same time. You know, you go to these events, you know, you put your time in, you do pay money, you know, out of your own pocket to go to conferences and things where you want to hear certain speakers. So it's been a couple different events for me that I invested in going to. And one was Archives of the Impossible. And that's when we were in the one group together, when I was really kind of on the scene reporting for the group because they couldn't be there in Houston, you know, two years ago when that um when that inaugural event happened and I was there. So I was uh, letting people know about conversations as much as I could. And I think that's been my edge. People really who cannot be physically on the location, they really appreciate my reports of what's going on and the conversations as much as I can, while also trying to protect when people say, don't say this or don't repeat this. I really try to hold that for them so that I can be somebody who's accountable, but also trusted and reliable not to say things. Like I knew about the Sean Kilpatrick um, change out like two months ago, but I didn't say anything for one, because I wanted to wait and see if that was going to evolve. And now just yesterday or the day before I saw everybody's posting that he's leaving in December. So I knew about that. And that's just because of trusted, reliable um, people who I've, you know, made a rapport with. And so I'm very fortunate that those folks still, communicate with me at least some information that drops ahead of time what is a secret you could share with the sor audience that they may not know about regarding the ufo side of the government 
a secret that I can share about the UFO side of the government? Well, your audience is really um, educated, so I might not know anything that they don't know or that they haven't seen. Um, but I will say in a couple of the chats that we've had in UFO groups recently, one of the things that I keep tracking that people might not know about is, um, you know, the people that who have been kind of recruited, right? You have this long time established recruitment from intelligence community that gets embedded right in the UFO world or in the ufology community to really get information themselves because they don't have all the information either. So they recruit or they touch on people or they they make offers to people to work together. And that person who's in the UFO community might know that it's an intelligence community officer or might not. And so one of the things I can share is about two months ago, around the same time that I had heard that Sean Kilpatrick was going to either be replaced, fired, or be leaving on his own accord, was that there was something coming. And I shared this with you, but I haven't shared it with anybody else. So this is definitely new information that everybody might not have heard, is that there was an event coming. And um, coincidentally, at the same time, like the night before, I had had a nightmare. And I contacted a couple people in the UFO community because they were actually in it. And it's the first time I've ever really woken up from um, crying. I was like, I woke up and I woke myself up out of this dream because I was crying because there was this huge event happened in the UFO community. And it was like a, a fever pitch that hit between a couple of different people in the community that I know. And so I got a call the next day after I had this horrific nightmare about what's to come in the UFO community. And it was um, somebody who is in the intelligence community. So it was coincidental, I feel, that he called asking for information. But one of the things he was asking about was, um, you know, what's coming? If I knew this horrific event that was coming. And I shared that I had had the nightmare and that it was certain people. I didn't tell him who was involved in it, but I did share that I saw this kind of a precognitive event. And so what I would share with the community, not just based on my own report, but based on the fact that the intelligence community is looking to psychics and other people in the community to know what this is about and when it's going to happen. Um, you know, I think what I can share is we need to all band together and not be split either by the intelligence community embedding people in trying to cause division right now between everything that's going on and really trying to split apart people. And so that's one thing that I can share that I had personal experience with and that I got a call the next day, which is very odd. Why would, you know, why would they be piped into that? It was a nightmare, but they're concerned. They're worried. And then I got sent a video on YouTube about remote viewers that had the same uh, hijacking of their remote viewing uh, exercise. And they all picked up a similar event, a catastrophic event but they all saw different pictures of it in the remote viewing. And I put that into our news group as well. Can I ask what that catastrophic event was? Well, they didn't comment on it. They didn't say exactly what the event was in the remote viewing notes afterwards when they do their post discussion on what everybody saw and compare notes. They wouldn't say what it was, but they said that it was another event similar to 9-11 that was a catastrophic event. And so now everybody who was in that conversation is saying, well, has it been, was it the war in Gaza? 
you know, against Israel. And um, once again, they won't comment on say whether it is or whether it isn't, but I think it's not. I think it's something else. That's just my opinion as an intuitive, having that nightmare and seeing what I experienced coming. Um, it's much worse. Mm. See, I had a regression therapy where mine was California actually splitting, which would be yeah, cat- well, catastrophic. I talked with a couple. Yeah, I talked with a couple other people who also had similar uh, nightmares that same night or in that same week, and they said similar things. Um, one person said that he saw like this huge deluge of water coming down, and thought might it, it might have been Libya. And I said, I don't think that's what it is. I don't think it was the Libya because that already happened. And so I'm really interested, as you can tell from my angle into those kind of remote viewing like or precognitions or intuitions about events that are coming because that's also how I got into the UFO world because I was having a lot of psychic precognitions before we saw the UAP and I didn't realize that they were connected until I started getting into the research and understanding they're very intimately connected and a lot of people that have UAP experiences have psychic experience as well. I want to ask you what it's like for our audience perspective to have an agent call you and ask your opinion on what's going on. This is a two-part question. That's part one. Part two is when they're asking you to update them on information, do you think they already know the answer or do you think that they are searching for the answer because this is such a clandestine topic? I think to answer the first part, it's very strange. It's very strange to have some uh, awareness that you're being monitored, right? Somehow, whether it's your email communications, or your phone calls, your private personal phone calls with people, your friends, your, your, you know, your, your, your network. And um, so that is weird. And I don't like it. For one, I'm against the Patriot Act. Okay. I'm an American citizen, but I'm against it. I was against it when it passed. I was against all of the legal uh, legalities that were removed after 9-11, like removal of habeas corpus and a lot of that. I just thought that it was uh, like, forgive me for throwing out, you know, uh, a book, but, you know, Naomi Klein shock doctrine. I thought that all of those legal precedences that were established was a shock tactic, and I still do. So I take umbrage at the fact that I get monitored potentially my emails and my phone calls. I don't like it. I believe in privacy, even though we don't have it anymore, because I grew up in an era where privacy was part of your constitutional rights. So that pisses me off. (laughs) Second part is, it is happening. We are dealing with it. You do get the phone call, whether you like it or not. And so you have to, in that moment, deal with the situation as it arises. And I do think they do know a lot, but I don't think they know everything. And so I think when you get that call, they're trying to just gather more. It's intelligence gathering. They're trying to gather more information. So it's weird for one. Two, I don't like it. I'm resistant to it. And three, um, I don't always share everything. I mean, they're not in our head yet. They can't take everything out of our head. So I try to be careful when I do talk to people on the phone, sharing my experiences only, and then running things past other people to find out Um, Because psychological isolation after a UAP incident is one of the biggest issues I think that experiencers have. And so the fact that I have been through that isolation and come through it and developed a community is very valuable to me. 
And so I, I walk a really, really thin tightrope with all of that stuff because I'm not intelligence. I'm just a regular citizen that this has happened to. And I know that my experiences have been authentic. So I try to find other experiencers who I can share with. So when the intelligence call comes, I think they already know a lot of it and they're just trying to get more information and get a full picture so that they can complete it. Do you think the intelligence community is playing dumb or or just plain dumb on this subject? No, I don't think they're playing dumb. I think they're upping the ante. I think that they are, um, you know, muddying the waters as much as they can in areas that are sensitive, especially around technology. They don't want, I mean, we saw and heard the DOD come out after this huge landmark hearing in Washington, D.C. in July with the, you know, the two pilots and David Grush. And the DOD comes out after that when things are kind of hitting a fever pitch around disclosure and everybody's saying, yay. And the DOD comes out and says, there's going to be no more hearings because it's dangerous to the Department of Defense. And so I actually had gone down to Washington after that. I was coming back from Utah from a trip, and I spoke with um, Tim Burchett's staffer. And I said, I just want to meet with you. So we met there at the, um, at the Longmore building, and I said, can you tell me if this is true? that there's not going to be any more hearings and you guys are, you know, stopping. He said, absolutely, we're not going to stop. So I was relieved to hear that, that his office was going to continue to spearhead more hearings and get the skiff and get David Grush into the skiff with uh, Luna and Burchett and some others. And so as you've seen, it's been a real battle between, you know, the intelligence community at large and these individuals, whether whistleblowers or other researchers who are trying to move the ball forward. Well, in the next half hour, we're going to get into some stories here, including David Grush, because he was a main topic of conversation earlier today in the Washington, D.C. regarding whistleblowers and whether or not they could get his top secret clearance back so he could speak. I think this is an important part. And, Courtney, I think you are absolutely magical when it comes to the UFO report. And I'm very excited to have you taking over the big shoes of Tim Senor regarding the UFO report and being a part of Spaced Out Radio and joining us here. I think it's magical. I think it was meant to happen, and we're glad that it is. So we will be right back when we return on the Mighty SOR. We're going to get into stories with Courtney Marcassani, including David Grush, the latest from The Hill. What's going on there? And it's also going to be interesting because in Mexico, there was a second UFO session about the alien bodies. We will be right back on Spaced Out Radio right after this. Had to warm you up there a little bit, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad that I was able to uh, get on the alarm train. Oh, I was <laughs> laughing the other night. I was laughing. I'm, I'm so I'm sorry. Like, I'm like, she's sleeping. Well, she's I'm sleeping. still trying to figure this out, so I think I think I got it. When do you, alarm is a good idea. <laughs> when do you head home to Alaska? 
Well, I don't know. My mom just got readmitted to the hospital. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so I spent all day kind of, you know, doing the bedside vigil. So we'll see. I'm playing it by ear, but that doesn't mean that I can't be on SOR and do the do the new shakedown, uh, the rundown. I'm excited about it. I can't believe I'm on SOR. It's really a dream come true for me. So thanks for having me. Oh, you make us better. You make us I'm better. I'm going to bring it. <laughs> You make us better. And I think once you get comfortable, uh, our audience is going to be able to see the incredible news that you're going to be able to bring. It's going to be a little bit different than what Tim did. Uh, and Tim was amazing. And I love working with Tim. Uh, you know, Like you said, it's big shoes to fill. I want to go back and watch his new segments. You know, right now I'm just kind of fresh coming in and seeing how you roll, but I want to see what his, I want to see what his new segments look like pretty, and what he, uh, what, what his story is about. Pretty much, he is. pretty much trying to piss me off. So I go off, <laughs> you know, that that's pretty much. Really? The, oh yeah. Especially when it comes to NASA. Oh, I hate NASA. Hate NASA. So was he pro-NASA? No, but he would find topics that he knew would rile me up. And, and, Na- and Na- NASA and Enigma Labs really riles me up. Really riles me up. I know that about, I know that about both, actually. Yeah. I get, uh, I get pretty wound up because I don't like liars and I don't like... Uh, and and I rarely use the word liar. I hate that word. Okay, and I and I think it's thrown around too much in the UFO community. But NASA is lying. They are lying. They've been lying for for sixty plus years, almost seventy years. And for- well, and you know, the problem with that that I also get ticked off about is that when they're not releasing what they know, or even a trickle-down approach where they're releasing a little bit every now and then. What fills that void is usually typically garbage. Yeah. That's just fantastical stuff that's not even true. And so, you know, they have a lot of accurate stuff, especially about satellites. I just don't like the way NASA is playing the public for fools on this subject. Wasting that hundred grand... And, and and to me, like, I love what they do. I love space. You know, I had the pleasure of back when I was a child, single digits, a child back in 1980, in meeting Sally Ride, who would become the first woman in space. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, a remarkable, she, a remarkable time. Absolutely. So exciting. She was a hero. For everybody, yeah, it didn't was. matter whether you were a boy or a girl. She was a hero, and I, and I got to meet her. Did and, you really? I and, didn't know that. And I got wow. Her. See, in my hometown uh, of Abbotsford, British Columbia, we have one of the largest air shows. It used to be one of the largest air shows in North America, and they actually brought her up as a special guest, and so she was hanging mm-hmm. out in one of the hangars. And and signing autographs and like did she have the whole flight suit on or was she she had, she had her blue flight suit on oh wow right? and I wow. And, and just the fact that I got to meet her and I got her autograph you know I mean <clears throat> wow it, it was it was amazing I think it was eighty or eighty one eighty two somewhere around there 
That and, would make sense. And mm-hmm. and you know, like I've always lo- like I remember when she launched. I, I remember screaming to my parents, "I met her! I met an astronaut!" You know? <laughs> you know? And and I love I love what NASA has done. Okay, but when Bill Nelson takes the the uh, to the podium and literally lies that they have never had any incidents and yet there's recordings all over the place of pilots and astronauts and and the engineers and everything that are so contrary to what he's saying it just it makes me want to shake the old man it, it, oh well you gotta look at people like Edgar Mitchell who were you go absolutely. back and you listen recently I was listening to his old audios because they had here. audio. We got four seconds. Hold on. go with the final half hour of spaced out radio my name is dave scott man who wears a lot of tinfoil underwear each and every day yes that is me reminder to all of you that if you miss most of this show or others you can check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio do me the favor hit that subscribe button our website spacedoutradio.com we have a plethora of features for you Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon by signing up for the SOR Space Travelers Club. Courtney Marcassani is here, our new host of the UFO Report, and there was big news coming out of Washington, D.C. You can watch it on C-SPAN, and it involved whistleblower David Grush. Now, there's a video that goes on about this where members of Congress were trying to get back, and I believe they did successfully, Courtney, we'll get your opinion on this, where they were able to get back or at least get to apply back for David Grush to have his security clearance so he could take part in further UFO talks, including skiffs with Congress under oath. What's your thoughts about this going to the Congress and speaking about it publicly? Your thoughts? Well, that was the thing during the hearing that was so frustrating. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for 25 bucks a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. How much care do you put into your eye care? We all put so much into what we eat, how we exercise, and skincare. That one's huge. But when our eyes are dry and irritated, a lot of us aren't doing as much as we could. That's why BioTrue Hydration Boost Eye Drops are here 
to provide a boost of moisture and comfort. And now there's BioTrue Hydration Boost for contacts, designed to rehydrate all kinds of contact lenses. Because BioTrue is self-care that cares about your eyes and lenses. For everyone. Now, I already was, you know, not having high expectations being there. We couldn't, you know... You wouldn't believe the people in line, people that had driven. Uh, I met one fellow who had driven from Michigan and had his dad flown out so they could drive um, like 20 hours or something to get to the hearing and waited in line like all of us with huge expectations. But mine weren't that high because I had already seen all the all the um, testimony, essentially, right, from the two pilots. So, you know, I know... Anybody who's been in the field long enough knows you're not going to get anything more than what you already know because most UFO researchers are diligent. They stay on top of anything. But the most frustrating part about that hearing was that every time he was asked questions, I'm really good questions. I mean, it was obvious that they were prepared. They had been in the UFO community. They had talked to researchers. They had the right questions. He couldn't. He couldn't go there. He would say, I can't talk about that in an open hearing. I have to go to a closed. And so... That was when the skiff part of that whole hearing afterward was established. So everybody who was at the hearing was tracking the skiff and the process of getting him in the skiff. And apparently, you know, he had security clearances at that time. And then, right, from July to October, it becomes this battle between Burchett and Luna and I think uh, Matt Gates from Florida trying to get him in this skiff to get answers to those questions. And I, I know that people are feeling relatively positive about it now, but I was directly involved with the uh, press release that UAP Med Coalition did when they leaked his medical information illegally. And so I did a crisis management response to that, saying these are medical records that are being leaked um, illegally. And there was a big brouhaha about that because the... Um, the reporter, right, had said it wasn't illegal information and it wasn't information from his medical records. So then you see this smear tactic, right, to discredit him and say he's an alcoholic, he's, you know, an abuser and all these things that are clearly out of the intelligence community playbook. So I was directly involved with going and talking to Burchett's office at that time, trying to protect him through the Whistleblower Protection Act. Okay, so that was really soon after the hearing. And then now you see that he doesn't have security clearances, right? So then you're seeing this whole other agenda that he can't get in the skiff for these really litigious reasons why. So I am not as positive as other people are right now because I've been kind of involved in all of it to the to today. But I just uh, skimmed before we came on the air, you know, the financial bill that's supposed to name him in this new amendment to get money in order for him to be able to travel to testify and also to get the, to get the security clearances back. And I didn't see it anywhere. It was introduced in another news, um, another news piece recently, but I didn't see his name anywhere in that financial bill. So it's not there. Well, the funny part about it is uh, Representative Eric Burleson, was introducing the amendment to allow UFO whistleblower David Grush to renew his security clearance. I mean, Congress wanting this guy to have his security clearance back, how does this work? You know, because there's going to be people who have the ability to do that. 
but imagine the the arguments and the and the and the closed door meetings that are going to happen and the swear words that are going to drop by those who are in power who don't want him to have his top secret, uh, top secret clearance uh, entrusted back with him. I mean, this is something that could get very ugly, do you not think? I do, because you have to look at the fact that one of the issues around the smear tactic of him um, and having the medical records released is that he still held his security clearance. That's the linchpin between the hearing and him having it and the, and the um, smear tactic that came out after and said he still held his security clearance through this incident. And there was a police report filed. They knew three addresses to find, right? So that was direct intelligence community involvement, giving this reporter, you know, access to where he lived, multiple addresses. So that's coming down from another higher level to report, to get that reporter to go in the right direction to get it. And so the main argument at that time was he had these incidences and he still kept his security clearance. So you have to look at that, right? You have to follow and make the connections and see now that they're trying to get him in the skip. He doesn't. And so it is a battle and there are swear words. I'm sure there's worse than that. I mean, I'm sure there's gnashing of teeth and punching the air because you have so many people, um, according to, you know, Ross Colhart, who talked to David Grush and got the exclusive interview, who said that there are other whistleblowers. Ross has said that multiple times. There's other whistleblowers waiting in the wings to see how David Grush is going to be treated. Now, here we are. I don't even know if we're midstream in the game or how far we are down in disclosure, you know, but he is a linchpin person that can talk about the biologics, right? He mentioned that in the hearing. There were biologics. There's a crash retrieval recovery program. He mentioned that, and he needs to get in the skiff to give him that information. So we're at loggerheads because they're blocking it. So I, I think that we need to have more pressure, obviously, put on the Congress. As you heard Bob McGuire say, which I'm still just astonished, but I think he's 100% accurate. There's a lot of co- people in Congress that don't even know about these programs, have no idea that we need to get the ball moving forward to get him in a skiff or that the, the credibility and the you know financial backing is on the line right now. So I do think that there's a lot of swearing. <laughs> yes. I want to ask you yes. something. I want to ask you something that uh, I had asked Bob McGuire to, and this will be my final question before we move on to our next topic. And that is with Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick stepping down on December 31st. There's a weird line here because we know that David Grush right now is being helped by handlers uh, provided by Peter Thiel. Okay, Jesse Michaels is financially involved with Peter Thiel, the multi-billionaire who is, uh, has a defense company that takes care of uh, hacking incidents try, or hackers trying to get into the United States uh, military uh, um, computers. And we also know that Peter Thiel made his money as a co-founder of PayPal. Here's the interesting part that ties in. Kirkpatrick and Grush do not get along. Kirkpatrick's name has been bandied about with Enigma Labs. And who's backing Enigma Labs? Peter Thiel. So my question to you is, how does this affect the UFO world if there's tension between these guys 
and yet it's the same man controlling the purse strings of budgets and and who's talking and who's not. Well, the insider track, just go back, just flashback about uh, two years ago. It was two years ago, and I had, um, I wouldn't say friends, but definitely contacts who had told me that, um, you know, Peter Thiel approached them personally, okay, and recruited them into working for him, but while also maintaining a public face, right, in the UFO community. So very similar to, like, the intelligence community, the way they approach people and in a friendly manner, right, for information exchange, while also maintaining, you know, your reputation and your public credibility. So I know of four people directly, four people directly who were approached by Peter Thiel and given an offer for... um reporting right because he wants to break he wanted to get a foothold into that community and so peter thiel is an and he's an enigma he is an enigma he's an enigmatic character he has just deep 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 pockets you know i would liken it similar to you know uh, Bob Bigelow, you know, when he was um, stepping onto the scene as a contractor with Bass. I mean, I think that that's probably, if I were to try to step into Peter Thiel's head, what he fashions himself, right, to be able to get in there because what he wants is the technology. Let's not mince words. He wants the technology for Silicon Valley. He wants to be able to develop it as a private company. It would be very similar to what he did for PayPal or SpaceX. And so he financially wants to get metamaterials and all those things for that reason alone. But I don't think that he is, if I were to do uh, analysis on it, I don't think he's a friend to the experiencer. I don't see that. I don't see that. He's gotten deeply involved in U.S. politics, and he has put a lot of money behind certain political uh, candidates. If you go and see his track record. That hasn't always been positive. And I don't think that he's even in the U.S. game right now. He's trying to get, uh, you know, dual citizenship, citizenship in like Malta right now and get a special passport so he can live there privately, similar to other Google and other huge mega millionaires that are wanting to escape the U.S. and have pretty much like asylum in other countries by paying for it. So he's really out of touch and lives in an ivory tower, but he wants to have the people in the trenches. So I don't respect that. I don't respect that kind of behavior, and I don't respect it as American getting involved in all our politics and wanting to get that money and wanting to get to those programs purely out of self-interest. All right, let's move on to topic number two tonight. Mexico's Congress heard from researchers again who declared authentic a set of three-finger Peruvian mummies recently presented as potential evidence of non-human life forms while declining to certify that the remains were extraterrestrial. Lawmakers first heard from Mexican journalist Jaime Mosan back on September 13th when he presented two specimens in a first-of-its-kind congressional event on UFOs in Spanish. Mosan said the bodies, believed to have been found near Peru's ancient Nazca lines, were not related to any life on Earth. At this most recent session, Mausan was more focused on providing the, or proving the bodies, which were not on display this time, 
that they were not fake, ushering in a string of doctors who all said the bodies were those of real, once-living organisms. Still, he left the room for questions about their origin. None of the scientists say, according to study results, that they prove that they are extraterrestrials, but I go further, he said, suggesting that there could be evidence of non-earthly life forms. Anthropologist Roger Zuniga of San Luis Gonzaga National University in Peru said researchers had studied five similar specimens over four years. They're real, Zuniga said to Reuters. Uh, there absolutely no human intervention in the physical and biological formation of these beings. So I want to get your thoughts on this before we move on, because there's been a lot of heat around Jaime Mosan and these Nazca mummies. I mean, it is such a hot-button issue right now. And we saw, I think it was last month, right, at the first Mexico Congress that there was a huge scandal, right? Ryan Graves was involved with it, and um, it had serious ripple effects outside of, of Mexico because everybody is watching Mexico and watching the Congress, and they trot these bodies out. And it's just fascinating. I think it's fascinating to see the experts who weigh in on it, the pictures. It's also um, people who've been in who've been in this field for a long time. It's similar. It smacks up the Atacama being that was brought out. There was a documentary made about it, and very uh, various established experts in the field come out and weigh in on it. They take biological samples. They look and test the data. And so, I think that we're at the same similar crossroads where you have experts weighing in on it. But what they're not saying. And all these reports, what they won't say is that it's extraterrestrial, that it's a, it, that, that it's a species from outside um, Earth, or it's of an origin that's in um, you know that fits the ETAH. So I think it's a fascinating story unfolding, and I've seen people and commentary from both sides, where you have people who are experts in the research community saying they've been established, there's bodies, they've had 12 you know, scientists from this university say that they are real bodies. And then this other side that says it's absolutely not uh, ETH, it's not. And so it's so interesting to look at the different sides. I'm still trying to see what's going to happen. At this stage, I'm just kind of stepping back and observing to see what's going to happen next. But it's a career ruiner. Your, no, it will be a career ruiner. In your opinion, are the bodies real or are they paper mache, whatever they may be? Well, I'm inclined to say they're paper mache right now because we all know that there's been intelligence involvement outside of the U.S. community and other countries for a long time. There's been the UFO, UFOology uh, and the UFO mythology has been used so many times over and over again to hide other things. So right now I'm inclined to say paper mache until otherwise, until proven otherwise. Jaime Mosan is in a lot of deep water regarding these. Number one, that they were smuggled out of Peru and Peru is very, very strict with its artifacts being taken outside the country without permission from local and federal and state authorities. Uh, they have an issue with that, especially around the Nazca lines. And I believe that they are looking into whether or not they can charge Mausan and his team for doing that, which, I mean, at 80 years old, I don't see him making another trip to Peru to go defend himself in a court case. 
But the other aspect is it is also believed that these mummies were tested a number of years ago within the United States on proving whether or not they were uh, human or alien artifacts. And the test results really showed that it was a bunch of different types of animals and human DNA Mm -hmm. that were all mixed together. I'd love your comment on those. Well, I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were taken out. Look at the Atacama being. Like I said, it's kind of a similar, it's kind of similar situation where you have. And, you know, good for Peru, rightfully so, that they should be concerned and hold strict authority over their ancient relics. For one, right, the Atacama being was taken out, right, and assessed from another country and possession of it was held by various people. So, I mean, rightfully so, Peru should hang on to their their antiquities. And so often you see that being abused and people getting involved in it. I mean, look at dinosaur bones, right? It's very similar where people find dinosaur bones and then it gets taken over through other custody or through different types of societies looking to put them in museums. So I, I absolutely believe that they were probably tested in the U S why wouldn't they have been? It's not the first time, but I don't know about the results. I can't really say whether, um, you know, without having look at it or looking at an academic academic paper or a study on it. So those kind of have a leap of faith on it. I just don't go there. Not unless somebody's peer-reviewed it. You know, there's been other things like this that have happened, like the dinosaur bones, very similar, where you have private citizens going out, taking bones, taking things, taking it off-site, and then asking, you know, other people in the professional community to weigh in on it, mostly because of financial reasons. So this is a this is a separate type of situation, but I'm sure it was taken to the U.S. and tested, but I don't believe you know, what the results are unless somebody's reviewing it and then somebody else is reviewing it and then, then it's published. So it's interesting because now this is in a Congress and there's information coming to light and I'm very interested to see what the outcome's going to be because we already know about cattle mutilations. We know cattle mutilations are happening and have been happening and they've been uncovered all over and there's some part of that, once again, where the UFO mythology is, you know, overlaying it. And so you have very real cattle cattle mutilations happening where bones and things and tissues are being taken in horrific ways. So there's obviously some type of laboratory or study going on from some other species, they think. And then there's the human involvement on top of it. So it's hard to tease it out. We've got about 90 seconds left here or 60 seconds left. Courtney, and just one quick question for you regarding this topic. Are you surprised Jaime Mosan went to bat twice for this, or do you think yes. that's just his reputation? Yeah, he doubled down. I'm very surprised by it. I mean, through the first time, you know, there was all this discrediting happening. It was thrown out as evidence. You know, you have everybody saying it's a fraud, and then he doubles down. So, yeah, I think that's very, very interesting that he took a second crack at it and and double down well you know what i want to say a big thank you to you for coming on spaced out radio here because this is the first of many ufo reports with our new ufo reporter courtney marcassani she'll travel for ufos she'll experience ufos (laughs) she's talking to all the big names behind the scenes to try and gather up the news for us here at spaced out radio great job tonight courtney Thank you very much for your time on the UFO Report. We'll talk to you in a couple nights' time. Wow. 
That is what I expected. That was amazing. A great show tonight with Science Bob and Courtney coming on in as we got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at work, at home, in your car, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Facebook, Spreaker, LinkedIn, the Space Travelers Club, and on X at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyrighted by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us, because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night, Mr. Bumblefoot. We need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, yeah, we've got room for them, too. Good night. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for 25 bucks a line per month. I gotta get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. If you're getting ready to do your holiday shopping at places like Walmart, Macy's, or even Expedia, make sure you head to Rakuten first. Rakuten helps you save big on whatever you're buying for the holidays. Getting gifts for friends and family? Get some cash back for yourself. With Rakuten, you can earn cash back on top of the biggest sales of the season, so you get the most savings. Plus, save on festive home decor, party outfits, and that trip to see your fam. And it's easy to use. Just start your shopping online or through the Rakuten app, and you'll get your cash back payments through PayPal or check. Partnering with over 3,700 stores, Rakuten gets paid for sending them shoppers and then shares the money with you. Now that's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Join for free at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app.